to some cultures. Oh yeah. Because some cultures don't like. Yeah. Just don't like seeing the bottom of their feet, so I have to sit like this. What culture is that? Uh, Islam. Islam. Yeah. <laughs> we reached out to the Islamic people. We're yeah. uh, we're in good nick. We're actually more popular in like Germany and Romania than <coughs> Islam. Well, Romania is pretty close to. Yeah. That's not. Stay calling up Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Yeah. Oh, he was in the, Romania. The, get the top G on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Maybe like if one day I dip beyond like a simp level, I might come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, uh, I can't wait to have that studio that I can have like a Wi-Fi set up where I can have like Skype <laughs> Skype style interviews <laughs> on the TV screen that'd be nice I've got a new flag in there it's starting to look actually kind of professional a new flag yeah like with the Thought Anthology logo on it oh shit let's go yeah it's getting pretty cool I've just got a I like that it's just slow going hell yeah welcome to Thought Anthology <laughs> episode 22 where average people talk about average things such as Chris drinking water yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah, crisp dihydrogen monoxide. Did you know 100% of people who drink dihydrogen monoxide in their life die? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes they do. That is a true fact. I think <laughs> every person that breathes dies. Yeah, eventually, yeah. Yeah. Like eventually that air supply just gets cut off. Like. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biology. <laughs> Um, today I, we have Mr. Dashington, or Kyle, Stop. and me. Chris and myself. Um, today we're going to talk to Kyle about, well, mainly Kyle going to Canada, but also like Kyle's story and how he ended up here in Mildura, because it sounds like he had a bit of a roller coaster from here to there. Um, and also, did you want to talk about Moringa pre-season for like one of the smallest country town oh, yeah. leagues? Um and yeah, well, let's just start with. Let's. Let, why don't we just go from the top and start like how did you end up in Wiltshire? Like, well, how how did you want to talk, tackle this? Shit, however, however you want to tackle it. Um, There's so many ways we could tackle this. Like saying, so we'll start at the birth. At the birth. So yeah. where you where were you born, Dash? The base. So the base. The old Mildura, oh, the old base. The old base. Yeah. Um, back in '97. Yeah, it was a Saturday apparently. A Saturday. Saturday. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so you come alive on a Saturday night. Yeah, well, he was alive before that. <laughs> Do you know, like in Chinese cultures, they you're actually your birthday is actually not your birthday. They do like their zodiac signs when you're conceived, not when you're born. I don't know. Because you're actually alive when you're conceived. Yeah, you're technically like a living organism. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be the weird argument for the abortion people. Pro life, pro choice. Let's get a really rough start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight into it. Um. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. So Mudra Base Public Hospital. Oh, that's what we are now. Yeah. Um, old Mudra Base. So how long were you in town? Currently a hotel. Currently, oh, yeah, it is a well, not really. Well, a no, hotel. Like it's more, like more apartments, which is yeah. But I used to live in one. Oh really? Yeah, I used to own one. I used to own a little one of the units. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I helped move in there. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's interesting. Yeah, we went down to the basement once. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. You like up to the lake. Is everyone allowed down there? If you have the key, if you like, um, yeah. if you live there, you get a key and you can use the storage. So you can put like a push bike yeah. and stuff. Bar wooden is horrifying. Like it looks like a slaughterhouse down there because it's got like corrugated iron. Yeah. And it's just concrete floors. Oh. Um, I think there's a portion where like the morgue was, but I don't, I'm not quite certain. I don't know. Well, that, yeah. That sort of stuff like freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Life. I guess it's like mm, the amount of people that have like get Jake. Jake on. 
You can go down there. Oh, we can take down. Sorry, as you were saying. Oh, there's like, like people have like died in some of those rooms and yeah, all that kind of weird stuff is like. We've got to get you on a ghost hunt then. I'd do it. You'd do ghost hunt. Yeah. I'll shoot myself, but I'd still do it. Apparently, the cemetery near the airport's pretty pretty scary. Yeah, okay. I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm at least willing to be scared by something in the dark. Yeah, yeah. might as well. Um, yeah. So how long were you in town with? Because you went to Queensland at some point. Um, so I was born here. Uh, 97, I moved, did like all my schooling, my junior schooling, like primary school and whatnot here. Moved to Bathurst, in yeah. New South Wales, in 2010, about oh, April. Okay, April, 2010. April-ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then moved back here in 2019, and then here I am. So what did you do with yourself in the time where you were in Bathurst? So I was like in year seven, so I was like 12. Yeah. Um. So obviously went to school, did year 12, like HSC, which is the VC equivalent. Yeah. New South Wales. Um. Yeah. After that, worked at Masters, which is like Bunnings, but. Yeah, like, but Woolies owned it. Okay. Um, they owned it and then they shut them down at the end of like 2016. So I was fresh out of school, started working at Masters for 12 months and then they shut it down. Yeah. Worked at like a electrical wholesaler um, for another 12 months. Worked in disability for 18 months and then moved back down here. Worked in disability. Yeah. And then now at the school and working at Macca's and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. What disability place did you work at? So I worked at in Bathurst. It's called Vivability. Yeah. And what about here? Uh, SRS. SRS. I was going to say I was wondering if you worked with my brother because he worked for the Trio. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, there's some nurses that work for SRS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so during your time in Bathurst, were like, were you still what were you do, like doing? Were you following any further education or anything like that? Because like you're a teacher, but were you doing anything before that or? No, not, not really. I was just. Living my best life. Yeah. Um, partying, getting into all kinds of mischief since yeah. like I think we were like sixteen, getting into mischief, having house parties and going out drinking and sneaking out and doing drugs and oh, doing the usual thing. Yeah, just yeah. like doing like the usual young thing. Um, yeah. That's what we that's what we used to do, so Yeah. But then we grew out of it, played footy, played rugby league up there, AFL, um, yeah. a bit of cricket, a bit of everything really. Yeah, awesome. Mm. Alrighty. Mm. So, what do you do with yourself now? So, like, so there's been a series of events because now you've put in places you want to go to Canada. Yeah. So before that, you were you're doing a teaching degree. Yeah. But you're also working two jobs as a teacher's aide plus Maccas. Yeah, correct. And then, so now there's this idea of Canada coming through. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's so. So why did you choose Canada for? So me and the other boys, uh, one of the other boys, Tyler, um, Tyler Kitty's Clark. Who we should probably get on here. Who should probably get on because he has some really cracking stories, I reckon. Yeah. Um, me and him and Joe Flo, Joe Logue, Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, definitely Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, he, um, they were all out drinking one night and those two come up with an idea to move to Canada and I was, I went home yeah. early from that night because I wasn't drinking, I was driving. I was like, oh yeah, and we started talking about the gym. We just started at the gym and we started talking about it and I was like, let's do it. So yeah. me and Tyler just started talking about it a lot more and looking up how to move over there and we chose Canada. It was like weighing up America and Canada and we're like, oh, 
Canada's probably a safer bet in the fact that like you know it's very similar to the like to Australia in like a lot of ways where it's like run by the monarch and it's like all of the laws and Commonwealth yeah it's like all all the usual sort of stuff yeah um, so we decided to do that and it was like yeah Canada seems pretty good so what was the process for that so like when you when you're applying so yeah are you so is it a definite definite pathway that you are going to go is it like you waiting for the acceptance of some sort of so for me different like so for, for me I'm going through a company called Global Work and Travel yeah um, so basically with them you go on their website you search it up and then it's got like a bunch they do a bunch of different working holidays and things like that you can like teach um, English in like Spain and things like that and yeah you can be able to live in nanny and stuff like that um, yeah there's heaps of there's so many different options in so many different countries Mm. they can choose um, but they do offer Canada so I elected to do that so you pay some money to that and yeah. then you pay obviously your flights accommodation um, they provide you with a lot of things as well um, help with your visa and uh, your insurance travel insurance flights um, getting a job over there yeah. so I'm guaranteed a job before I even leave Australia next year Yeah. Um, so I'm booked in for March yeah. of next okay. year um, yeah. so yeah, so I told my employer, my employer at the school, I said, um, this is what I'm doing, and they're 100% supportive, all everyone around me is supportive, the community, that the, the teaching community that I've got support me 100%. Yeah. Um, say it's awesome, do it while you can, do it while you're young. Um, and I was just like, yeah, that's fine, that's cool, that's awesome, thanks to everyone for, for the support. Like, nothing's better than when you do a massive life decision but you have everyone rooting for you yeah like when everyone supports you and in your endeavor it makes you feel 10 times better about going yeah um i mean i still love the work um but just wanted to do something different and this is what i came to so i think that i don't know we'll see what happens um i said i'd give myself 12 months over there um do it for 12 months see what happens if I don't like it I'll come back um, and then you know work and things like that like normal yeah um, so I've deferred my university studies um, at the moment so if I don't like it I can always come back to uni yeah do that and then if I um, do like it over there I'll just try and def- um, be an international student um, through my university okay cool see if I can do that uh, see if that's yeah. an option because I think that uh, it's definitely a pathway like of employment that I want to do um, definitely um, yeah. I just at the moment I just want to try this new thing see what happens um, unsure of what job I'll get but they have like ski resort jobs um, and things like that but I'd love like a um, events coordinator yeah. something like that because I think that would be really sick yeah. really cool uh, to do in Vancouver so we'll see what happens oh, yeah. um, might not happen don't really know yeah but yeah they provide like a lot of things for you and I found it easier to go through that process um, to uh, get over there um, doesn't mean that I'll get be guaranteed to get let in or with a visa or whatever but um, I just think that for me it helps me set up more yeah. I can't go into this um, like really nearly or like you know without a without a plan um, yeah with some employers they offer you accommodation and things like that which 
obviously if they help you find accommodation if your employer doesn't offer it yeah so there's a lot of different options that you can do you get given like a social security number uh, you get given a bank account like you sign up for your own bank account um, sim card everything like that so all of the normal things like that you, you'll receive yeah and that's all through this company um, which is awesome so that's where I'm at with, with that um, whereas like the other boys might aren't doing it that way they're going to do their own thing um, I think also for them like Titi's, he's a tradie. Yeah, he's told me he's talking to somebody already and teed something up with a company yeah. or something. Yeah, he started like tee up with a couple of companies over there, um, which is awesome for him. Love that. Um, I just did apply for a job at through AFL. Yeah. Um, they offered like an AFL Canada offered like a a a job as like a recruitment sort of person and. Yeah, so what's AFL, what is, like, so in AFL Canada, I'm assuming they play AFL there. Yeah. Um, so, AFL Canada, so, yeah. like, what's the league like there, is it? Um, well, I think that the quality, obviously, wouldn't compare to yeah. us um, here in Australia. Even now, probably reserve grade squads would probably do alright over there. I'd be surprised if they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be surprised if we didn't win at least a couple of games over there, yeah. but... Um, I think, you know, they're, they're growing, they're expanding, and that's what they were looking for. They were looking yeah. for, like, a development officer, yeah. work in primary schools, um, which would be awesome, um, you know, help with sponsorships and re- um, recruiting and trying to find people to play, yeah. out registration fees and all that kind of stuff, which it looked like a really awesome job. Um, her back from them didn't get that, which is fine, because, yeah. like, it's a bit hard also. Um, that would have been so competitive. That would have been. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, and I think, although you didn't have to be qualified for it, um, I think that like my passion for the sport is immense. So I'll probably be playing footy over there anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Um, looking at a few different clubs over there, just seeing what's over there and seeing what sort of equipment there is. But I think um, Vancouver is a nice little spot. Apparently, I've heard it's like the most expensive city in Canada. No okay. one of. Um, but I also see that America is like just there, it's like two hours away. Okay, so you have a choice of going across the border. Yeah, you can go down. I was thinking like like Seattle, Portland, so you can go watch NBA, NFL, watch ice hockey. Awesome. All of the like American sports. Which the NHL season has started now as well. Yeah, it's just started, so yeah. go to the Canucks. The oh, you go to the Canucks, I go to Vanaheim. Yeah. Slash Blackhawks, slash yeah. every other team. <laughs> yeah, slash every team. I thought being in Vancouver, I mean, you go to support the Canucks. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and then obviously like it's more opportunity for things like um, you know mixed martial arts as well. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of like yeah. boxing events and UFC events and things like that in America or even in Canada. There might be a few opportunities. So I think um, you know there's a lot of opportunity, and, oh, yeah. and I think Canada is the perfect spot for that opportunity. Yeah. So that's why we decided there because it just seems like the right fit. Yeah, and they don't speak too much French over there in Vancouver, so that's all right. Yeah, because that's on the east side. East side. Yeah. yeah, like east side is like Toronto and like all that side. Yeah, 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 Quebec and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas west side is, um, yeah, so it's like California side is Vancouver. And yeah. Like New York side is Toronto and yeah. Ontario and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, cool. So what's the one thing? Well, besides all that stuff, what's the one thing you're looking forward to in Canada? Oh, just. I just think just trying something new, like yeah. just experiencing a different country and how other people work. Like obviously in Australia we're pretty laid back. Yeah. I find. Um 
and we can also be pretty pretty ruthless. Um, yeah. You know, in what sense? Oh, I mean, look, to be honest, Australia's just a bunch of bogans, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, we, most of us are, let's be honest. Um, yeah, we, we're just wild people. A bunch of ferals. Love to drink and party and, you know, get really fucked up. Yeah. And um, I think that's that's probably be interesting to see the nightlife and see how they are and see how we are with yeah. them and things like that. See if we see if we mix well or, or not. I hear we're pretty bad as a country. We're mm. pretty renowned everywhere globally. Yeah. Like Ireland, we're pretty like apparently we're like the most alcoholic out of all countries at the moment. I think so. I think yeah. I think like I was talking to my sister. She just came back from Europe like in September, and she's like in Italy and things like that they drink to enjoy the drink yeah whereas like in Australia we drink to get fucked up yeah like we drink to get as black out <laughs> as possible yeah like I mean why else do you drink well exactly like you know <laughs> then that's they it, also like, drink a lot earlier though as like an age yeah like they're drinking from like 12 13 years old yeah like, drinking yeah. wine oh we're drinking from top here can they yeah, yeah but like legally yeah. like it's yeah. a a normal thing yeah and they and go and you drink at like breakfast yeah, yeah. and it's like, and they just have like one. Yeah, they have like one glass yeah. of wine at lunch. Yeah, with whatever they're eating or whatever. Whereas us, we're like, oh, you know, we have one sip of beer and we're like, who wants to buy the first bag? Yeah, like, like <laughs> that's like that. That's us. Like that's you know, young Australian culture. Yeah, like yeah. who wants? Like you know, you have a couple of beers and you just like go around. And you're like, oh, boys, like who wants to buy a bag? Like yeah, you know, it happens like now. Yeah. Well, some of us are like that. Some of us. <laughs> I know plenty of people that are like that. <laughs> um, yeah, what else was I going to ask you? Oh, yeah, do you want to talk add on Moringa? What do yeah. you, you wanted to talk about that? We want to talk about in regards to that. Oh, I just thought, like, you know, something different. Um, oh, really? Yep. You know, we're starting to play for a new club. Yeah. You know, sign up. I mean, you signed up. Oh, I haven't, I haven't signed the contract yet, but yeah. I will... This oh, you're getting tomorrow. a legal team to look over it first, making sure the money's right? Yeah, making sure that... I don't know if I get paid, but <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, um, no yeah. I just thought, like, you know, we, we just started, like, this pre-season, and it's, like, a good little fitness sort of thing. I guess that's probably more than yeah. the point, is, like, it's a good a good fitness thing. Yeah. Um, you know. From your point of view, what do you reckon about the Milawa League? Oh, I think it's... It needs something. Um, I don't know what. More it, competition. Yeah. Um, you know, an even spread. Um, looking at some of the results from last year, you know, when you've got a club that's <coughs> struggling and they get beaten by 350 points, obviously something's got to give. Yeah. So obviously something's there's something happens or something's wrong there. So, but then again, like you, there's two leagues in in the in the area, yeah. so you're competing against each other. Yeah. All all the time. So it just depends. Um, I don't see why they don't merge because like that'll make it. Yes and no. I mean, it make it make for a big season. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Like that'd oh, yeah. be awesome to see. Yeah, but then you look at look at it like you know you almost got the NFL where not every team plays each other. Yeah. And then when they do, it's only in finals. Yeah. You know, you'd have like your. I mean, like in the NFL, they've got like the the West and the East and like sort of stuff. So. Yeah. It'd be some, it could be something like that, maybe. Um, you know, all the leagues out, you know, at Orange Way would be like their own little division. And yeah. whoever wins that division then goes into the finals or something like that. Yeah. Or whoever wins, you know, they, like another division and they play off and it just becomes a thing. Or do they just, 
you know, do they just merge and just see? I mean, there's, I think, six or seven clubs there. Yeah. Plus the six or seven, that's 14. You know, you'd be looking at at least, if you want to try and play everyone twice, that's at least, you know, 28 games. That's a big season. That's like a full yeah. full AFL season, really, when yeah. you think about it. Um, 28 weeks plus finals. It does. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be pretty awesome, man. But yeah, it'd be big. It'd be big, yeah. Like, you'd have to start, like, you know... March, April. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. middle of March. Usually usually kick off after Easter. Yeah. Is the, is the usual, I'm pretty sure, about Easter time. Okay. <coughs> either, either, I think it's just after Easter they kick off usually the, the local leagues and stuff like that. Yeah. Which would be end of March, April-ish, I think. Mm. I don't know when Easter is. I have no idea. So why did you choose Moringa? What's the go with that? Ah, uh, the boys. The boys? The boys. Nice. I thought I remember saying, but I was just, you know, the, the boys that we've got... I had a lot of fun with this year, like yourself, um, Titties, Joe, Jazz, um, Chiller, you know, all those boys I had a lot of fun with. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that, you know, it'd be a good place to good place to be. Yeah, it won't be the same without them if you did just able to draw. Well, that's it. Like, you know, it'd be like moving, uh, yeah, it'd be like meeting everyone again. And, you know, although it's uh, probably the, the skill level would probably be better at Mildura, um, with obviously their announcements of the coaching and things like yeah. that, players that they've got now coming back into the into the squad uh, yeah. for next year, looking really strong. Um, just that energy um, is, what I'm, is what I was looking for, so I'll like, keep training and things like that yeah. up until I leave, so um, if I get a game in, that would be cool, if yeah. not... If the timing's not right, then I won't, but yeah. we'll see. That first training session was good. Like, we didn't know... Well, there's only, like, four of us that knew each other, which is, like, you, us. Yeah. But, like, the rest of those guys were really friendly. And, like, yeah. it was actually, like, it was so, it was pretty upbeat. Compared to, like, you know, Muldrew, where, like, it's a bit... Yeah. Some people are a bit, like, offish, and then some are actually up and about. Yeah, definitely. And, like, if you look at it as well, that five of us um, used to rock up at training, you know, in, the, in, our, in our squad. Yeah, you know, there'd be five. We had nineteen there in the pre yeah. in October preseason. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, oh, November. Sorry, November preseason. Like that's crazy. That especially the day after Melbourne Cup. Yeah, where a lot of the, well, the boys would like to go out drinking and yeah. things like that. They still some of them rocked up and you know we still had a good session. Yeah, they sound like they just love footy, which is awesome. Yeah, which is what you want. So, yeah. um, I think that all in all would be a good, a good yeah. little squad next year. Mm-hmm. Um. Minus a couple, but see what happens. Yeah. No, I'm I'm signing up because I just like the the preseason that Jared's got. Yeah. Because like if it's just skill based, like for me, like that's perfect for me from my point of view. Because yeah. I like one of my skills, and like if you yeah. can put that into training, every training session where we're just doing like skills under pressure. Yeah. Like that's what I need. Yeah. To build, like like that critical thinking in in, in their game situation. Yeah. Because yeah. like. With Madrid, like their pre-season is just fitness essentially, and then yeah. they do the skills nearing towards, which is something I don't need personally as a player because no. I need to work on my skills more yeah. than than my fitness. Yeah, no, if, you c- if you can run a two k in almost sub seven, like that's yeah, I mean decent, which is yeah. which is what you can do. Yeah, I mean you know whereas some of the other boys will probably run, you know, into the tens. Yeah, some of them I think I'd probably run like a. Probably a probably a fourteen, I reckon. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if I doubled your time, if not tripled it. Like, yeah. 
you know. I reckon I can do a sub seven by the end of preseason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like you know, I'd, I'd probably be lucky to get you know sub nine. I reckon. Yeah. If I had like a solid preseason. Yeah. Um, but then again, like it, it's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not built for running. I'm built for. Yeah. Not built for. Speed. You're built for the back line, mate. Or the forward. You're forward. Full forward. Yeah, I'm built. I'm built to take grabs and kick yeah. goals. So. You got good hands as well. I try to. Yeah. You, know, you got to when you when you're as big as me. You got to have. Decent hand skills. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like the idea of what Jared's got going on in, re- in yeah, that regard. Um, and hopefully all the other boys think so too. And I think like if we build a bit more of a, if we start early and start building a community now, yeah. Yeah. All the boys seem like they're all involved compared to Mulgiri. We're like in the group chat. Everyone's quite reserved. Yeah. I've noticed in the Moringa one, they're really they, involved. Yeah, they And they're really supportive. Like everyone in the chat, like is so like they're supporting dash they're supporting like oh let's go for a run outside of training or yeah. like mm. you know and it's not like a, um, it's not like it doesn't seem like they're bullshitting each other where like in Mujura they will say like not talking these terms like this grandiose bravado mm. if that makes sense like um, oh, I can't remember how the language I can't really describe the language it's more like yeah it's, it's more like a, a slight negative to it whereas yeah. like the Moringa good boys are trying to build each other up yeah, to an extent. Like yeah, it sounds yeah. more legitimate instead of just put on. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I just think that I just think at the moment like it's it's, it's going to be a good preseason. Um, you know, it's skill skill based. I mean that's that's really when when you think about it, that's what wins your football games is skill. Yeah. Um, because everyone can everyone can run. Yeah. Um, not everyone can kick a footy straight or yeah. you know, can can make the right decision at the right yeah. time. Put a snap from the poor pocket, you know. Yeah, and hit the post. <laughs> yeah, I hit the I, post. I, I thought was, that was going in. I was so we all thought we were just we were literally about to grab ya, and then yeah, and nah. and we just hear that ting. Oh, the biggest disappointment of my life. I've worked on that for so long. Yeah, <laughs> and it was such a be- it was such a beautiful snap. Yeah, yeah. honestly, like it's and from oh, like, yeah. Maybe this season I'll get it. Maybe I hope so. I hope Surely. so too. Maybe before you go, I'll try. Maybe try to snap one for the bow from yeah. the pocket. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Good to hear. I should probably get Jared on talk to him about coaching. That'd be interesting. Oh, yeah. Too. Maybe if I got like all the boys, like a group of five. Once the shed's done, yeah, chuck them in there and we'll do like a group one. I Make sure it's awesome. done before March. It'll, be It'll definitely be done before then. Like it's nearly done now. Oh, is it? that's like good. it's just the issue is cooling because it's fucking hot in there. I need to like and for you and Jared, you guys be sweating. So like I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I like, like, yeah, I, I had the egg on the football when I was coming over. I was like, yeah, trying to cool myself down. Yeah, <laughs> you're made for Canada. You're not made for. A yeah, I'm, I'm made for the winter. Yeah. I'm not made for this forty degree heat. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say next? Are you? There's like I can edit this out anyway. But um, there's. You were talking about how you, like, ages ago, you wanted to discuss the aspects of your mental health. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, mental health is, like, something that's not discussed anymore. And, like, you find it you know, a lot these days that, I don't know, people say stuff about mental health and it's, like, no one really talks about it or they will be, like, won't talk about their own personal uh, mental health uh, issues and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's just something that, like, I just, like, you know, I, like, kind of push... Um, I'm not always in support of it, yeah. Um, because it's, I think it's something that, as we've seen, as we see all the time, we we know that it's something that needs to be talked about and needs to be discussed more. And I think that it's not discussed more, even though we're all trying to discuss it. No one's n- discussing it. Yeah, feels like it's all being danced around. Um, but yeah, so 
Yeah, I don't know. That's why I sort of decided that yeah, mental health would be pretty good yeah. to talk about. But so, yeah. So where would you like to start if you want to talk about that? Oh, I mean, start it from wherever. So when you were, when you wanted to bring it up, you want to talk about your own perspectives of mental health. So like, what aspects did you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about your own struggles or? Yeah, like, I mean, I think I think that you know talking about your own struggles with you know mental health and it probably ties in a lot to the last time I was on talking about like. Um, you know the toxic masculinity and things like that, and all that, all that kind of uh, stuff. Like it's, it all ties in together. Yeah, um, I think. Um, yeah. So like, I mean, like, I think. I mean, not many. I don't really know many people know, but yeah, like I struggled with mental health. Like you know, being depressed and you know wanted to um, you know not be here and you know things like that. It's something that you come to terms with at some stage, and something that I dealt with. Um, yeah, you know, and sort of I guess like through like high school and things like that. I guess that's where it sort of kicks off for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think purely for the fact that like that's when you know when you get to high school, everyone starts to like talk about like you on social media and like makes posts about you and just like yeah. I mean not everyone, but like you know it's something that is often talked about a lot. Um, so how do you remember high school? What was it like for you? What do you remember? I remember having like a good a good group of friends, um, a really solid um, friendship group um, who I still talk to like now. Um, and we've been friends, you know, since like year nine, um, like year eight, year nine. We yeah used to talk about you know whatever and just um, also remember people like not being super kind, um, which is what I sort of try and um, you know try and tell people to be is like be kind um you know even like if I'm te- like now I'm teaching kids and things like that you know instill with them that you know be kind to everyone um if you've got nothing like to say don't say it you know we've got quotes over classrooms and things like that there's like plenty of quotes that stick with me it's like in a world where you could be anything be kind you know be the reason someone smiles today um you know, because I just don't know what someone's going through. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, you're walking past someone and they look at you and, you know, you just smile at them and say, hey, or whatever. Like, you know, you never know. That could, that person could be having, like, a really shit day. Yeah. And that could be, like, the thing that just brings them up. You know, mm-hmm. like, you hear about it a lot, like, in the media and things like that, but it is true. Um, you just never know what, what people are going through. Um, yeah, so, like, um, high school was... I wouldn't say difficult, it was interesting, um, it was, some parts were difficult, um, dealing with all the different things that happened in my life, um, like losing my, my dad when I was like 14, um, like in year 8, um, it was pretty tough, uh, especially like with none of my friends knowing how that feels or like how to cope with that, um, all of the emotions with that was pretty, um, pretty horrific um just because like you just you know it's something that's a trauma um that you don't realize until you get a little bit older and you start you know um doing research into you know why kids act certain ways and things like that and you think back to when you were you know their age or younger and things like that and you're like oh that's why i was feeling that way or that's why potentially i was doing this particular thing um yeah yeah so that happened and then like had like a good group of friends to support me um 
didn't really speak to anyone about it until I was probably like 20, 21. Um, Just didn't know how to talk about it. Um, Didn't know how to talk about it with like family and things like that. It's just something that we never really spoke about. Um, It felt like awkward to talk about. Um, because I don't really know how to, how to talk about it. Um, I, I cope with it and like I can talk about it fine now, like it doesn't bother me. Um, I just, I talked about it like we're seeing, um, like, you know, um, councils and things like that, spoke to them about it, you know, when I was like 20, 21 and, um, you know, had like a bunch of, you know, medicals done and things like that, like blood work and things like that. Um, and you guys being mental health nurses would know, yeah. you know, like if you've got a chemical imbalance, then you know it's a good indication. Um, apparently, there was nothing there when I was. There's no yeah. chemical imbalance for me. Um, I was just feeling pretty shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, not saying that I. Um, then they recommended me not going on medication and things like that. Yeah. Which I feel was probably like the, the best thing for me. Yeah. Um, to not be on that. Um, and like I'm not a doctor or a nurse or something like that who has dealt with it and knows the side effects or knows the effects of taking um, like mental health medication and things yeah. like that. Well, it um, depends on which one you're on. There's a list of side effects. Yeah. Like weight gain. Like yeah. That's a major one. Or like like with antidepressants, like it takes a long time for them to actually be effective. Um, yeah. And then taking yourself off them. It can fry your brain. Yeah. As well. As well. And yeah. if you're um, yeah, yeah my mate had a really bad experience. Like, it shifted his entire... So, he got depressed, then the doctor gave him medications, he started taking the meds, and then decided, like, well, I haven't tried anything else for depression. Mm. I haven't tried exercise or being more social or... Yeah. You know, like, all the stuff that you should try and exhaust yeah. first before you go to yeah. medications. Yeah. So, he did the thing of just dumping them. Yeah. And he said it just fried his brain. Like um, he went from being like a super heavyweight drinker to like getting drunk off of one beer. Mm. Um, his whole personality like shifted mm. Mm. as well. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. in the long term, it was better for him to get off the the meds than to be on them forever. Mm. Were you ever have you been in a situation where you've been off the mental health medication? Me? Yeah. No. 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 I don't think I, my opinion, like I said, I think you should always exhaust every other option before you get to something that you can't change. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty That's the same thing with um, patients as well. Yeah. At work. I always recommend they try to avoid, like if that's what they want. Yeah. Try to avoid, you know, the the last case, you know, break glass in case of emergency Mm. intervention before we... Yeah. Before we cross that bridge. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, I think you should learn to develop the skills to cope without those. Without just still like yeah, numbing your brain. Yeah. Forever. Like yeah, they can help you, but like also like you've got to be able to figure out solutions by yourself. That's the yeah. issue with like some mental health medications and like treatments is that like you're making a client reliant upon a substance and not actually yeah. teaching them skills to cope. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah definitely that's a whole other can of fish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm no expert in, you know, um, yeah, in in medi- medications for the side. And the doctor just said, yeah, um, you know, I was playing footy at the time and pre-season had probably just kicked off. I'm um, talking uh, back 2016. 
um, early 2016. So I would have been 18 yeah. just after. Also, like, I went through, like, a pretty bad, like, situationship with a chick who, um, yeah. it was, like, I don't know, it's, like, corny to say, but it's, like, the first person that you, like, fully commit to. Yeah. And then shit just goes on and it just ends up being fucking horrific. Yeah. Um, like, by the end, and that's how it was. And then I was, like, okay, I, um, I actually took myself to the hospital and I was, like, crying to the, like, the nurse at at the desk and I was just like I'm not okay and she was like okay no worries and then from there we talk, I talked to a psychologist and I think I, he gave me like two Valium like one to have um, at the hospital or maybe when I got home maybe I had one up when I, I think one to calm me down and then he said and spoke to him and said let's book an appointment with your doctor like your GP and I was like yep no worries let's do that went home um, spoke to mum and um, was my message her and said, um, "I'm okay. I'm at the hospital. Don't don't come. Like and see me. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, not feeling the best. I'll be home soon." And then I got home and I took the valley, like the other valium. So I drove home. Mm-hmm. After like I think I took one valve, like one of the valium. Drove home, took another one, as per the doctor required, recommended or whatever. Yeah. Um, took it, went home, had a sleep, had like a big ass like couple hour chat with mum and my stepdad just about everything and yeah, and came clean with everything that was going on. Um, I think like two days before I took like a bunch of like just medications that I found in the cupboard, just took a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, like it would have been like Panadol and just like all that kind of stuff yeah we try no day yeah yeah um yeah honestly trying to try to and um woke up went home i went to work vomited everywhere like i was so i was really sick obviously um and then went home and then went drinking that night i think the saturday had a fight with this chick and then we just uh, we cut communication from each other sunday then then the sunday i went to the hospital and um had the Monday off work as well and Sunday yeah, went to the hospital and said that I wasn't okay and then come Monday I yeah, sort of tried to sort everything out and then pre-season, I think pre-season started like the Tuesday or the Thursday so I went to that and then had a couple more meetings with the doctor and um, with the council and stuff like that at Headspace in Bathurst and just continued that and felt really good and yeah. um, hadn't really um been super depressed or anything like that ever since really like never that bad um, I'd say I've had a lot of different coping skills um, since then and had to deal with all the other things and yeah I just from there I just yeah just felt like that was the best way to do it and now I'm here and like you know I don't regret doing what I did and the fact that it shaped me who I am now yeah um, and you know, gave me some different skills. What were your support groups like back then? Um, pretty Did you have good friends that would support you through that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I like, I told them what happened and um, most of them drove, like, like most of my friends lived like 40 minutes away. Um, yeah. So they drove, like three or four of them drove and we went out and had dinner and then we went 
um, like our Bathurst, like you can drive around like the mount, like the um, like the racetrack there. Yeah. So like often people would just go up to the top of the mountain. Mm. There's like a playground and shit up there. Yeah. So we just like went up there and like had pizza or something like that. Yeah. Had like a bunch of pizza and just chatted and you know um, just had to chat to them about what was going on and what was going on and things like that and they were super supportive and um, they were like they women there didn't realise what was going on. Um, at, at first, mm. um, because I did, didn't take, didn't talk to anyone. Yeah. Um, but since then, like I've learned to like open up more, and you know, everyone at the footy club at the time supported me. At the time, I was just you know in that weird weird space, and like the coach offered me um, like a place to stay if I need like if I needed to crash on this couch or something like that. Mm. Even though I had like my parents' place that I was staying at, he offered me. Um, you know, if he, if he said that, like, you know, you couldn't stay there, then, you know, you can crash on the couch and stuff like that, which shows um, character mm. to who he is, um, yeah. you know, and things like that, and, you know, uh, what you want as a friend and yeah. as a coach as well, like, as someone that you can um, console in and things like that, and I think that's, like, a really good quality to have, Yeah. and have that empathy and sympathy and things like that of, of people um, and for people. Um, and it was just like appreciated all the time oh, yeah. and it's underappreciated sometimes um, you know I, I'm not one to you know say to someone oh you know blame, I'll blame it on you know my mental health or I'll blame it on this like you know I, I take responsibility for all of my actions no matter what they are yeah um, whereas, it's not like a borderline personality your point <laughs> yeah it's like you know <laughs> I, it's not like me saying, oh, I did this because I was feeling this way. Or, you know, like, you know, you see a lot of people, especially when it comes to all this stuff over in America, like, you know, they're like, oh, I'll play the, 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 the mentally ill sort of, like, card. Yeah. Um, and things like that. And it's just like, that's not me. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to man up to what you, de- what you do and what you have, like, you know, you can't just sit there and be like, oh, but I was thinking of this. Well, no, like, it, that's not, that's not true. Like, you know, you gotta be, gotta be a man sometime, and I think, um, yeah, gotta be honest. Yeah, gotta be honest with not just yourself, um, but with everyone around you. And I think um, I doing doing all the personal development, especially through the school. We are working on we work on programs um, called like there's one called Relate, which yeah. is like reframing learning and teaching education or something something like that. And the guy that runs it's really awesome, and it talks about like trauma and things like that. And one of the things was, um, what do you, what, what's a goal for you? And um, I stood up in front of like all of my teaching peers and all of my my colleagues and said that like you know goal of mine is to you know become a teacher. And he said, what's stopping you from what what would be something that would stop you from doing that? And I said to myself, um, me telling myself I can't do it um, because of whatever reason Um, you know me giving in when the going gets tough because that's the easy way Um, sticking with it because you want to stick with it that's what you want to do and I think uh, a lot of people were like taken back by that um, because I'm not going to like sugarcoat it I wouldn't sugarcoat anything I wouldn't um, try and, yeah, try and, I don't know, um, 
be fake. Like you got to be honest all the time and yeah. be upfront and honest about everything and to everyone. Yeah. Um, obviously, choose who you want to be honest to. Uh, yeah. It's probably the, it's the bigger thing instead of you know being by telling everyone your life story. Um, mm-hmm. You know, pick and choose. I mean, although this is probably going to be out to the world in like. To the two couple. people that listen to it. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. So actually, we become super famous. Actually, we're up by six hundred and sixteen percent two days ago. Let's go. Shit, let's uh, go. That's only like six more people <laughs> probably watching. Let's go, Matt. The da- that's downloads though. We're getting a few downloads. Yeah. So do you think um people are downloading and wanting to listen to us? I know. Shit. Either they're downloading it to use it against us later. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had one have to extend on the podcast and they're going like, to use it in 10 years. Yeah. We had one dude download in Egypt, so like, we're reaching... Oh, someone's using a VPN. <laughs> yeah. I just want to believe someone in Egypt and Cairo is listening to us. That's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. I'll go to Egypt. Oh, yeah. Just to meet them. Yeah. 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 And once we'll, we'll have like a fan meetup with just him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got to get a Patreon so we're going to afford that sort of stuff. <laughs> Make, sure, make them pay us for us yeah. to come to them on holiday. For the meme, like who wouldn't pay for the meme? Uh, um, meet you at the pyramids, bro. <laughs> um, so, so do you think? Um, so, what, char- what characteristics have changed from when you were eighteen to you are now? Like, what's the difference between Kyle from there to now? Oh, Kyle when he was eighteen to Kyle when he was twenty-five. Uh, I think I was just. I thought that I wanted to be. Who I, I think I wanted to like be 25 when I was 18 and, yeah. and wanted to you know um, I think characteristic wise I think that some have stayed with me um, like determination um, but that grit that you can't you know the, the courage um, is probably another one that developed I think just realising that you don't have to be a shit bloke yeah um, you don't have to be a shithead um you know, to other people, you know, treat everyone, no matter who they are, um, with respect, and don't be that that dickhead at every party or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, keep it cool, be responsible, don't be really stupid in yeah. your decisions. Um, don't be a cunt would be a. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching a, like a comedian who. Yeah. I was up in Queensland in like 2016, 2017, and my uncle and I, my uncle and I went, and um, his name's Harley Breen. He's like in, he's like, I think he lives in Melbourne, has like a radio show, yeah, and whatnot. Um, really funny bloke. Um, but he said, "Trust your gut and don't be a cunt." Yeah. And I'm like, if that doesn't resonate with like everyone, then I don't know what will. Like, yeah. you know, don't, don't be a cunt and just like just trust your instincts because. At the end of the day, your instinct is probably right. Yeah. Like your gut feeling is usually, usually the right way to go. So if it's not, then shit happens. But yeah. most of the time, it's the right way to go. Okay. Yeah. So I think that if you don't grow and you don't develop in yourself, then you're not growing, you're not developing. You know, you're just going to be stagnant. You're going to be doing the same shit every day. And you don't want that. So what, what do you want to see Kyle like in five years' time from now? I'll be 30, fuck. <laughs> um, just happy, honestly. Like, just doing what he wants to do. And I think, realistically, the first step in that is going to Canada. Yeah. You know, not not just be, like, not drop being 60 or 50 and be like, 
you know, having kids and grandkids and be like, oh, you know, I wish I did this, mm. I wish I did that, um, I wish I saw this, I wish I, you know, wasn't working so much, I wish I could do this, you know, I, I don't want to be that person, I think yeah. I just want to be happy um, with what I'm doing, um, you know, because that's all that matters, is my own personal happiness, um, Yeah. because... I'm the one that lives my life. No one else lives it for me. Yeah. Um, and you live it to your own extent. You know, if you don't want to do anything, that's fine. But if you want to do something, mm-hmm. don't be scared and just do it. Yeah. You know, um, just Nike that shit, man. Nike, yeah. Nike that shit. You might end up working for Nike in Canada. Shit, let's go. <laughs> There's a couple of the jobs going at like EA, like electronic arts, working on like FIFA. I'm like, yeah, that'd be alright. That'd be an interesting gig for sure. Yeah, I reckon. You know put in some random shit you know thank you for sharing that it was interesting to think about mm. do you want to go to a conspiracy corner conspiracy that you or what people would consider a conspiracy that you would um that you think that you believe in so like one thing that I mean if you were to like come out and say people would like oh no you're whack that you believe in I don't know like I mean so most of the conspiracies I look at are like I don't know more of the ones that are in pop culture you know like you got like 9-11 oh like oh. yeah like the mainstream like uh, aliens yeah. and Sasquatches like, and I mean I wouldn't say like Sasquatches and shit like that I mean like how dare you Bigfoot's real no I'd say like 9-11 uh, the moon landing is always one that's always fun yeah. um, so you believe the moon landing was fake or real I don't know what, what to believe like I wasn't around then yeah. uh, I wasn't there I mean I guess I would say it's real but then again, a lot of people were like, no, it's not real. But during the space race. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've got all the so many, like, all the six moon missions. So fake. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then there's no footage, Matt. Then we get so they much technology. They've lost, the, they've lost the footage of the moon landing, like the original tapes. Yeah, it wasn't because of the uh, radiation coming in. No, like they taped over them. Ah. So, so there was the issue of the going space through the radiation yeah. uh, belts of like whatever it is yeah. coming back it like fries all the footage yeah. so people are like well how is it that this one footage yeah. survive and all the other ones are all dicey yeah. so then then they've lost all the like the tapes because there was a shortage on the particular space tape and yeah. they taped over it with some like you, you taped over the moon landing with like some sex tape <laughs> that like like what's more important than the moon landing you couldn't go oh we just don't record this one yeah yeah like you couldn't find something else like all the other stuff that fucked up oh god maybe maybe the moon landing is fine maybe I've done maybe that. we haven't got a rover on back. Mars no we we'll probably have a rover on Mars but you sure what about a yeah because you can probably see it driving around how do you know it's not like a photos from like 
Break me off. The dish out there. Let's You come out of the Silverton pub one night. You're like, fuck me. And all the broken hill residents are in on it. But, I mean, technology has come so far as well. Like, why haven't we gone back? Yeah, the answer is always like, why Why haven't we gone back? Oh, because. Uh, what's the point? Because like, what was the point back then? Yeah. yeah. Like, it, the, the whole point is that uh, stuff like that, like the space race and wars, and it breeds innovation and technology. Mm. Yeah. Technology! Like, this, the yeah. space race gave us most of the tech that we have now, like cell phones and all of that. Yeah. Can you give us Bluetooth? Because Australia made that. Yeah. Harold Bluetooth, the Viking. Yes, yeah. yeah. The goat. <laughs> The OG. Yeah. Uh, 9-11. Uh, yeah. That, that's another one. So what aspect of the 9-11 conspiracy are we talking about? Yeah. Oh, do you believe that it was an inside job? I mean, and do you believe Jeff Hulk and Mel still beams? The what, what, what? Wasn't that part of the conspiracy? So, oh, okay, that's a sort of... Another part is that, um... Like, there was a controlled demolition. Yeah. Then there's yeah. the other part of the government, like, setting up Al-Qaeda and paying off and creating, the, like, the Taliban and everything and then how that really created 9-11 and then there's another conspiracy about the government was actually dressed up as terrorists and they were the ones that took over the planes and yeah yeah that I mean there's, there's there's evidence both sides I mean from what I've researched which is very minimal there's like research that depicts that it wasn't just like a plane crash but then sometimes they're like you know other evidence is like oh well, this is because of that and I mean, you know, you could look at like when they ran into the Pentagon, mm. you know, why didn't it, you know, why was it only that particular part or whatever it was, and why didn't it create this big, this big explosion or whatever it was, and yeah, I don't know, and then wasn't there like files or something burnt in that wing that it was crashed or something like that? Well, isn't it interesting that, oh, I might not be 100% on this, but they had just found out that the government was missing like $2.5 trillion dollars. Okay. Before 9 11. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the American got, like, that it was missing. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, the files are, like, gone and destroyed, and we don't know where they are yeah. after 9 11. And because it was, like, 9 11, the war's happening. It all got swept under the rug. The government's in control now. Yeah. Mm. It's an so interesting brain teaser. It is. Yeah. It's an interesting. There's always shady shit going on. It doesn't keep me up at night, which is good. Um, well, we're having, like, Years ago. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I was born in '97, so I was in like five. Yeah. You know, but you know, I mean, obviously the planes did crash into the building, regardless. Like, I mean, there's footage of that happening. Yeah. You know, like you can literally see that happening. The plane crashing in yeah. there. Isn't it? Wouldn't it be more tragic? People say like, don't talk about 9/11 as a conspiracy because it like desecrates the like graves of the dead. Well, it yeah. doesn't. It just desecrates the government. But like, how tragic is it that all those people died? For nothing. And like yeah. all the firefighters and the like yeah. police officers going like all running the into the running yeah. into the building and getting cancer and all this stuff because they thought that they were fighting for like the right side but it was actually the government. Yeah. Like yeah. the deep state of the government. Isn't that always the case? It always yeah. ends up being we fight wars for other people. Yeah. Mm. I mean it's happened I mean, like look, look let's be honest. Most wars have started from religion. Yeah. There's always, you know, look at the Crusades and things like that. It's always, most wars have always been religion based. 
Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, you look back at the Crusades, you look at even this fight with, you know, like the Taliban and stuff like that. It's just all... It's a relief base. Yeah. yeah. It's just all fucked. Should we start a conspiracy about the floods happening in our town at the moment? What? Trying to drown us out. <laughs> <laughs> the government it's the government's uh, conspiracy against the insurance yeah. companies. Yeah. 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 They release the, the water. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that they don't have a pipeline to pipe all that water out? And during the floods. Like when they know that there are these like key areas that flood constantly. Yeah. Like over flood. Yeah. And, people, and they still allow people to build their houses back there. Yeah. It's the same thing with the bushfires. It's like yeah. you have these, these houses that are built in like forests that burn down every 10 years and they're like hidden away. And the government still allows them to build their house yeah. there. And then, they ha- then the whole forest is on fire and everyone's yeah. like, come save us. Yeah, it's like... It's that, yeah. You went to the danger area, it's your fault. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, the animals as well. Like, I remember still remember, I don't know if you guys remember back up when the, like, the Black Friday um, bushfires were on. But I remember there was, like, a video or a photo of, like, this koala, like, drinking fresh, clean water out of the fireflies. Yeah. Did you guys remember that? Yeah. Remember that photo? Yeah. But, like, imagine, like, all those animals that are susceptible to that. You know, obviously, we can't save them all. It's always happened. But, like, you know, I think that. I don't know. I'm not like an animal activist or anything like that, but you know, I don't want to. You know, there's no. What's the point of seeing other animals like being hurt and things like that, especially from arsonists and things like that? Yeah. There's also a conspiracy that people lit those fires as well because they create all the big. I was talking about it like um, last year. Yeah. Was it year before? It was like three years ago, mate. Yeah. Before coronavirus. Yeah, it was like literally. It was literally 2019. Yeah. 2019 was the uh, black summer. Because last year, like last year, I went down that area where all the fires happened, and like it's still affected. Still charred. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I remember like, look, I mean, government's government. But I mean, for me, Scomo had like a really rough ride as prime minister. Like he took over from. Who was it? Turnbull? Yeah, Michael Turnbull. Was it? No, Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm Turnbull. Turnbull. Michael Turnbull. I really pay attention to Australian <laughs> Yeah, We pay attention to America more. But yeah. he, he literally, like, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm in support of him or I agree with what he did, but he had the bushfires, he had to do deal with COVID, the bushfires, flooding, um, couple other things as well. The mega churches. Yeah, there's just like a bunch the of mega churches. Bunch of different <laughs> shit that he had to deal Matt with. Matt hates churches. <laughs> hate churches. No, no. Yeah, Matt hates I like churches. I don't hate religion. I just don't like what some people are like religion. Oh, I remember being. I remember going on a school camp this year and going to a particular church. I'm not going to name what church it was because I thought we get in trouble. Um, not like it matters because I'm out of there. In three months um, no but I went to this church and the priest there he said um, you're all going to hell <laughs> no he, he said uh, one of the one of the children asked they're in grade 5 so they're like 10 or 11 yeah so like I mean they, they just ask questions just to ask questions because they're kids and they were like talking about oh where, uh, they said something about Buddha yeah and the, like the Buddha statue and whatever and the priest is like Said, oh, I don't know, something about religion, and they're all, all just a cult, and you know, um, you know, Catholicism is the right one, and 
don't get me don't get me started on the Islamic um, the Muslims yeah <laughs> and I'm like okay I, and I said to one of the teachers I said is it bad time for me to say that I'm a Muslim <laughs> <laughs> and obviously I'm, I'm not but I was saying yeah. that like as a joke obviously a joke yeah. um, to like the other teachers and we just were like what the hell what yeah. the fuck I really want to get a, a radical priest on this podcast one day. Mate, get him on. Oh, that'd be fun. It just, just Isn't it funny how they all think that they're like the right one? Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you look at, like, I mean, I remember doing... It's like conspiracy mind. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Like, I remember doing religion in high school. And, like, I mean, I'm not saying that, that Islam and um, Christianity are the same. But... They follow one person. They have the one God. Yeah. They're very similar. Yeah. Like they Especially are old school. Old school yeah. Islam and... Uh, well, not even old... There's no such thing as old school Islam. It's the only uh, faith that really hasn't changed. Yeah. It's one of the few that... I actually have a huge respect yeah. for Muslims in terms of like... Um, Still Because when you look at like people. some modern Christians, it's so... Like you don't have to commit at all. Yeah. To being a Christian, you can kind of just do whatever you Whereas want to be like and a say, Muslim. "Oh, I'm a Christian." Yeah. Whereas, like, because old school Christianity wasn't like that at all. It was very much like Islam. Yeah. Yeah. It's very you have to commit. If you go hundred percent all the time, yeah. it's like a code for living your life. Yeah. yeah. If Not you, yeah. just. If you go to one of those countries that have a a, a, a Muslim, they literally have, um, like sirens. When they have mm. to pray, and, and you have like to pray that. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah that, that's three how times you, a day. Yeah, that's how you yeah. do it. Um, there's footy players in, especially in rugby league, not so much AFL, mainly in rugby league, that have turned um, to being a Muslim, like being Muslim and things like that. And they'll pray with, like they'll pray when they have to pray, um, and they you know, yeah. have to be given um, that. What was the Richmond football player that was like Ramadan? Yeah, he played during ba- Ramadan. Basha, Basha he, yeah, he wouldn't be able to eat during the day. Yeah, and then rock up um, football. Khabib Magomedov. Yeah, he's another one. Um, he's a like you know, UFC champion. Don't think he's the goat. That's well, that's a whole other discussion we we'll have to talk about. That's my opinion. I um, think it's because he's selective of who he fought, or I, yeah. Okay. I, I, it's purely, purely on the the opposition he faced. But then again, who didn't he beat? Yeah. Like. Oh, that's like in the end. Who, in, the <laughs> end <laughs> in the end, who didn't he run through? Yeah, I I agreed too at the start, but then it's like by the end of his career, he'd beaten everyone, like oh, Justin yeah. Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. Yeah, he'd, but then he'd, he'd run Mc- through the whole. McGregor was coming off like a three-year layoff and having one boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, which and yeah. that was it. And then he had to go up a weight class. And or Khabib, didn't he? Yeah, but then well, again, I mean, he, he also lost the to Dustin Poirier. Yeah. The same thing. Like he doesn't do himself any better. No, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like that's the same excuse he's got used. Yeah. forever yeah. yeah definitely um, but yeah like he had to during Ramadan couldn't eat and things like that mm. I'm still trained and still trained yeah. be a champion don't get me wrong he is a fun, like he was a great fighter um, he would kick all yeah. our asses and he, and he came out and said um, one of the things that I thought was interesting when he was talking about recovery um, and he said that he used to sleep all day training so he'd get up and he'd train so hard he'd have to sleep for three hours after and then yeah. wake up and then train and then go back to bed for three hours then train then go to bed that night yeah it's what strong, strong men do too they train yeah. and sleep yeah they yeah. sleep during the the day that's yeah. their recovery yeah okay so they what like 
you train, eat, sleep. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did today. I trained and I slept. Yeah, <laughs> like wake up in the morning, train really hard for like two hours. Yeah. yeah. Then go home, eat, and then sleep. Mm-hmm. Or if during Ramadan, don't eat. No. Just sleep. Just sleep. Sleep it off. Yeah. So they can eat at night, can't they? Or yeah. So this, when the sun rises, they can't eat. Yeah, just yeah. before the so it's like yeah, it's like six to six or whatever it is, like yeah. which is easy for here. Apparently, like over in the Middle East, because it's obviously like the opposite yeah. to us. Yeah, when we've got the short days here, where we're like it's dark at five o'clock. Yeah, they're like it's daylight savings over there, and it's yeah. like what time? What time is it now? Like at night, nine thirty. What time is it now? Like seven thirty. Now. Yeah, it's eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. That sounds still up. Yeah. 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 Look at that. Like you know. Yeah. That's yeah, so I mean, I hate to put Ramadan right now, but. Yeah, it'd be a bit peckish. But I mean, like, but that's what it's like, yeah, for them over yeah. in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, being, imagine being like Antarctica or something like that, where it's like. The sun all the time. Sun. Six months. Or like, or where is it? Like in like Finland or. It's like sun no. for six months. And yeah, there, there, there's, oh, there's some places in the world where it's like sunny for 23 and a half hours a day. If <laughs> doing Ramadan. If you're within a certain area of the Arctic Circle, the Antarctic Circle, like area, you're going to face that because you're at that point of the Earth where the sun. Position's going to be like that. Yeah, but surely, I mean, obviously, so people that would do Ramadan and things like that wouldn't actually be in that part of the world. Yeah, you would think. I mean, but yeah, imagine. I mean, yeah, big commitment. You have to eat to, you know, to survive. It's, it's what you fuel yourself. Like it's, it's fuel. Yeah, food is fuel. You'd have like you'd have like ultimate metabolic adaptations though. You're like fasting and training. Yeah, like you'd be like running on different um. Metabolic, yeah, that'd be sure. crazy. That'd be crazy to do. Yeah, I've heard of people doing like 24 hour fasts and like 72 hour fasts, and like they say that they feel like they go from things like McDonald's and KFC and like sugars and like processed yeah. sugars just being normal part, and they can't eat it anymore because yeah. it's just too yeah. full on. Yeah, like that feeling of fasting for 24 hours when you get to eat your first, yeah, decent, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. So, yeah. I fasted for three days. I just get delirious. Oh. Yeah. I used to fast a lot, but like I just got to walk to the point where I just felt delirious. Yeah. Probably wasn't too healthy. I mean, like, yeah. are you drinking anything? Are you obviously water? Uh, water and black coffee. That's yeah. all I had yeah. for three days. Uh, yeah. Jerry like, Prohaska locked himself in a room for three days. Yeah. And fasted. Yeah. With yeah. just water. And yeah. just meditated. Yeah. And he's like, you start like... He would have seen shit. No, yeah, he said he's like, you start hallucinating, <laughs> yeah. you start hearing things, you go on like this wild trip within your brain. Yeah. It's like a natural way to like unlock yeah. different things. Yeah. So did you fast for three days? Yeah, I fast and worked and exercised and... For three days? Yeah, it was pretty shit. <laughs> You're a madman, Matt. How, how did you find that mentally though? Like, so like with, you know, because obviously being um, like a mental health nurse or being a nurse in general... Yeah. You'd have to be pretty switched on. Um, so when I, like this is before I was doing nursing, so this is oh, when okay. I was studying, working at a cafe. Oh, so that's for, really, oh um, that'll be even harder because yeah, you're working you're with food. With yeah. food. <laughs> no, but when I first, like, because like, t- I used to be pretty, I wasn't heavy, like the heaviest I got was 100 kilos and I was like must losing nice. my so I was fast. <laughs> must be fucking so, nice. So I was fasting <laughs> and stuff quite a bit for like weight loss and yeah. then I just started like saying, oh, I'll see what like, Two days is like, I'll see what three days is like. Um, like after the first day, you're fine. Like yeah. you essentially have no sensation of hunger. 
at yeah, all. Okay. Like, I, yeah, had, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel hungry in one bit. Like, it's only when I start eating that mm. I feel hungry. I've been like that at work, like when I worked in ED. Yeah. It'd be like seven hours, you haven't eaten or drank an anything. And like, yeah. you're so hungry, the hunger just goes away and you're like almost, yeah. you know, when you get like, you feel a bit tingly or yeah. like you almost get cold for a second and yeah. it's like you're almost running off of adrenaline. Yeah. You're not eating anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. You have to get past that point where you're really hungry and it just goes away. Because you know? ghrelin, ghrelin is the hunger signal and eventually just peaks and troughs and then all of a sudden it's gone all yeah I guess it's more like a mental game as well yeah like you know but like how how, were you training often as well like I mean were you training like you're training now kind of yeah similar like I was doing jiu jitsu I was doing my running like but I wasn't doing a lot of strength training stuff not a lot of resistance because like in my mind I was like I'm fasting and if I do strength training my recovery's going to be affected I'm going to be because like you're gonna be sore. You're not eating protein. Yeah. You're not getting in your normal, no, normal nutrients, especially yeah. if I was training heavy. Yeah. Whereas cardio, like of course you're doing like, but I wasn't doing like a marathon. I was yeah. doing like you know five k's, and then I was yeah. doing jujitsu, where like jujitsu can be quite strenuous, but like with the point I was at with jujitsu, like I wasn't really going hard most of those those sessions when I was doing it, and I was yeah. also working, which is just was walking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's probably why I felt delirious, is because I was doing a lot of physical activity cardiovascular activity and also yeah. like not having anything in yeah um, but what generally when I commit to something I'll commit all the way like yeah if I, if I have a goal in mind I'll do it yeah um, it's just a matter of yeah, yeah. It I, sucks. Used, I used to do fasting I used to fast I think it was 16 and 8 16 yeah. off 8 hours of feasting or feeding yeah um, but I used to like so I think I did a it worked really well with my first disability job at Beaver it worked quite well uh, because I would be I'd fast from, I think I'd do 12 to 8, which yeah. my, like, feeding, feasting period or whatever yeah. it was. And then, you know, from 8 o'clock, I couldn't eat anything until midday, till lunchtime, which helped. Um, but I'd have, like, my first meal would be, like, chicken or it'd be, like, steak or, yeah. you know, something really in, like, really decent nutrients. Yeah. Um, like, you know, veggies and, you know, a bit of carbs, a bit of protein as well yeah and I wasn't eating as much and I felt that I wasn't actually that hungry because what I was eating was nutrient enough yeah it was giving me enough nutrients and I was training as well I was training one one once a day mm. if not sometimes twice a day depending on what days it was yeah yeah which was good and like a strength and conditioning gym which was really cool and um like sometimes I'd do like just be on the bike for however long yeah I'd be a salt bike and go for like 20 minutes for max calories or max meters or whatever so yeah. you know there's heaps of athletes that do fasting with their training like yeah. there's um, Rich Froning who's like one of the, the OGs of CrossFit one of the CrossFit yeah. champions yeah, like yeah. Um, he does intermittent fasting yeah so I, I thought it was cool um, yeah. I guess it just depends who you are and what your goals are and what works for you yeah um, I remember listening to a Joe Rogan podcast with oh shit what was his name I think his name was Peter Atia. Yeah, doctor. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're talking about longevity, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And he was saying, like, sometimes... He said that he he fasts, but it's more for convenience. Yeah. Because he's so busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not too Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he did did it for convenience, whereas, like, um, some of us might not do it for convenience. Like, some of of us do it for, like, a lifestyle choice. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm thinking about getting back into it, but it's really difficult working, like working two jobs now and things like that. And, 
Yeah, at this point. Yeah, more difficult to. Um, yeah, well, it depends what your goals are. Like, is it yeah. like you know? And it depends, like you were saying. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Mm. Like, if you tried fast, you'd be a bit difficult for fasting because you have your thingy. Thingy. Yeah. Your um thingy depends if you want to talk about. Oh it. my thingy! Yeah, I have a rare um disease where I don't uh I don't make the right amount of uh, enzyme that turns fat into energy so I essentially can't like burn fat as well as I normally can which is bad because like I don't know I haven't, I haven't tested but I've gone like I used to do intermittent fasting yeah like 16 hours yeah well that's fine but I haven't pushed it that hard but I felt like shit all yeah. the time like <laughs> super tired and super drained yeah. it's sort of like it's like diabetes where you don't eat yeah. Blood sugar plummets, but worse. Because yeah, your glycogen sh- stores are like, it's like tweezers 12 hours once they're fully gone. Depends how active you are, but like yeah. 16, 8, 12 hours or something like that. Yeah, then you sure. have like, all your sugar's gone, then you're back on, then you just rely on ketones. And if you haven't got the enzymes to convert fat into ketones, mm. I don't know. Should be right, mate. Should be right. Should be right. Yeah. 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 That'd be rough. They gotta fucking shut the fuck up. That's right. Um, Damn work. I blame yeah. you, Matt. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking... Oh, it's not even work. Yeah, no, it's um, Ferg's and Redmond. Yeah, I can't go. Um, I don't think I can either. Um, yeah. No, I don't know if I'll get back into fasting anytime soon. Oh, well, my... It just depends. Like, at the moment, my goal is, like... I've, like, I've ramped up my training slowly over the years. And my yeah. training it just keeps increasing and all my activity increases. Mm. So, like, I don't think fasting will be beneficial for me, especially when I'm trying to put on more weight. Yeah, like, definitely. It's not. Yeah, it's more like a weight loss yeah. thing. Um, I also found like everyone that wants to lose weight always just goes straight to keto. Yeah. Um, which in some for some people it's fine, but then again, for, for like it, 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 the only reason it works is because it cuts out sugars and carbs. Yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. Like. You know, yeah. Well, because it cuts out all the crap. Yeah. That yeah. people eat. Yeah. Like you and then re- and you replace it with like, uh, clean lean meat and yeah. like avocado and butter and, yeah. and butter and milk yeah so like kind of like where do you go wrong yeah like if you can't like eat chips and potatoes and like lollies yeah. and like all that kind of stuff that's like very easy to blow your diet yeah. with as opposed to a regular diet I just don't think it's very I don't see many people there are people but I, don't, I haven't seen many yeah. people that can do it for like 12 months 2 yeah. years yeah well, or forever because and the problem is then they go back to their regular diet and they have no skills and then they blow up even worse because yeah, they're eating they're rebounding from yeah. what they've been abstaining from yeah. Yeah. but not only that they actually haven't built any skills to properly yeah. diet because yeah. bu- um, keto- like ketosis is basically starvation like yeah. in that point of starvation you're eating forcing it and being in that long period of time is not good yeah um, what I was trying to say I can't remember um, with that like keto- like the ketogenic diet's good from a sports standpoint if you're talking in regards to endurance athletes because yeah. you can develop metabolic flexibility. So mm. if you, let's say you spend 12 months on the keto diet and you've adjusted to it and you can actually utilize ketones efficiently mm. um, and then you switch in between, um, let's say if you're going to have a big run, you'll store up on your carbs two days or whatever, how many days before and you do have a big running event, you'll actually be able to, when you do your running event, you can also utilize your ketone stores 
rather than more efficiently than you would if you didn't do the ketogenic diet, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. you'll have a different, like, you'll be running, you run glycogen, glucose is gone, switch to ketosis, and then you're actually still efficient as you're doing your endurance out there. But yeah. um, I understand that's from a sports sport point, mm-hmm. there's actually some use to it. Pretty sure Darren Till did the ketogenic diet for a little bit. I don't know who that is. Darren Till. Who's that? The gorilla. The gorilla? Yeah, the, he fought, like... Oh, he, he's a fighter, mate. He's a, he's a USA fighter. English fighter. He's from Liverpool, mate. He's uh, a scout. He's a scout. Darren Hill. Uh, got cool. banned from the internet because he's a like. He's a fucking madman. He's he's the funniest guy ever. Sweet Caroline is his walkout. You see his face. He fought. He, he's a, oh, I know the face. He was supposed to be the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. he was supposed to fight. He's fought with yeah, He's a bit sports. of a controversial. He's a bit of a flog. He's a bit of a. He hangs out with uh, Hamza. Oh, yeah, okay. he sounds like a training partner. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah. like, yeah, but he's actually a heavy, he's a heavy boy as well. He used to fight at 170. Yeah. Now he fought at 185. And I reckon he missed weight or... Who? Darren Till. At 185. I, yeah. I don't know about Darren Till. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's another hype train. But yeah. He's too well, much hype, not enough time in the gym. Yeah. Um, like not enough time like developing skills and then they get put into like a bad position where they have to fight someone like Tyron Woodley yeah. Yeah. he's the champion gets beaten he got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal and it, when you know when Jorge Masvidal fought Liam Edwards in the yeah. back he was the he was the main event with Jorge Masvidal when he knocked out got knocked out by him okay yeah just like yeah. that was yeah that was in 2019 February yeah, 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 probably back then. I was in Queensland. Yeah, I don't know what he's done since. Who did he fight at middleweight? He fought Kelvin Gastelum at. The, it was like a big. Oh, I don't. I mean, think there was someone since, hasn't he fought and he got beaten? Yeah, he be, got. I think he got some. Yeah, beat. Robert Whittaker. Mm. No, no. There's um. Who was who was his last fight? Was no, it was Whittaker because he busted his knee. Um, I'm sure. We're gonna have to do like our own fight companion episodes. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I love this love, love Is he is he fighting again? He should be. He's eighteen and four, one draw, one. So he's lost to Woodley. Lost so to oh, next yeah, Darren Till versus Duplessis. Oh yeah, fact is um, December tenth on the Prohaska Tashira two card. He oh, fought. Oh no, he fought um, Derek Brunson. That's it. And so, he got yeah. submitted. Then before that, Whittaker. he fought Whitaker, lost by unanimous decision. For Gastelum won by split decision. What was that card? What was it? Was it was in New York or something like that? Um, Gastelum was, was that, that was Diaz yeah. versus yeah. Um, Masvidal for the BMF. Um, That's why it was a massive card. Lost to Masvidal, lost to Woodley. Before that, he'd beaten Wonderboy. Yeah. He was on like uh, a massive cowboy. Te- sort of he was on a decent like decent tear at one seventy, and then yeah. lost to Woodley. And then he's basically lost ever since. Yeah. He's lost. He, he, he's. I think he's just another. Like I said, another person who. Lo- yeah. Um. He's lost four of the last five. I think he was just like another person who was like super young, set mm-hmm. to take over, but not really ready. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of been excuses ever since. So I was like, I need to change weight, and then got beaten. Yeah. Changing weight. Mm-hmm. Well, like he does. He's, he's lost what four in a row now. No, for uh, for the last five. Where was he? So he beat Gaslam. Did he? By split decision. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm. Although I think Gaslam actually won that fight. I'm pretty sure. 
Are you going to Daytona anytime soon? Me? Yeah. No, I have no stripes. I told you, we've been over this. I don't want you to go. But I'm a four-stripe yeah. white belt. Yeah. I want to get to the point where I'm good enough that I'm not going to get injured. Okay, cool. Because from what I've seen, tournaments are just like autistic fucking like people, especially white. You talk about a white belt tournament. Yeah. Like even like purple belt, brown belt, you see them when they compete. It's just like injury city. Yeah. Because everyone's going like a thousand percent, like especially in the age of like heel hooks. And yeah. Like people are going a million percent trying yeah. to like fuck your shit up. I'd yeah. rather get to four stripe. Yeah. know what I'm talking about so that yeah. I can not get injured so I can actually go in and try and yeah. win because we're going to say there's a comp in January yeah no yeah. it's not happening no the, way. the one person that I love uh, listening to in like a podcast or like obtaining content from is the fight dietitian Geordie Sullivan yeah we talked spoke about, about that last time yeah yeah yeah. he's uh, he's really cool he's like he's the dietitian for he's like the dietitian for Izzy Alex Volkanovsky Izzy has a fight this week doesn't he yeah he fights this on Sunday yeah. Yeah, so there's Dan Hooker, Carlos Olberg, Brad yeah. Riddell. I wish I could make that. Got work until 4. Should still be on by then. Nah, it's in New York. It starts at 2.30. Does mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I saw it. The main card starts at 2 p.m. Oh, that's not too bad then. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, got a, there's like two belts on the line. There's obviously Izzy against Pereira, who we got knocked out by in kickboxing, which would be interesting. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, yeah. We should watch it on Sunday. I wanted to watch it. Um, we've got... Oh, yeah, dude. Michael Chandler, one of my favourites. Michael favorite. Chandler, Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Michael yeah. Chandler's like my favourite. Really? We could probably yeah. watch it here or Paul Jonas. I'm working with all these players. I got Kevin Jonas. I'll have to pay for it on KO, wouldn't I? Probably, yeah. Yeah. We could just split it. Yeah, we could just do that. What yeah. time it starts? 2pm Sunday. That's the main card, yeah. I've got UFC Fire Pass. So yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, we got Dan Hooker. So hold on, I'll go to the prelims, see if there's anyone good on the prelims. Yeah, there's a couple. Dominic Reyes on the prelims. Yeah. He's a hype train that got derailed pretty quick. Yeah. I think he's lost he's ever since he fought Don John Jones he's lost. Yeah. We've got Dan Hooker fighting I have no idea, but Claudio Boelas. We've got Frankie Edgar fighting Chris uh Gutierrez, Gutierrez. and Chandler. Uh, Wheelie Zhang fights Carlos Baza, and then you've got Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira, whose only credibility is that he knocked out Izzy once like yeah. 10 years ago. And <laughs> Izzy was actually piecing him up in the earlier rounds of that fight. Yeah. And Izzy just made a mistake. Yeah. If you actually watch the fight, yeah. everyone's like, oh, he knocked him out. But if you actually look at the actual two, they fought twice, and Izzy's lost twice. Yeah. He's been knocked out once, and decision was the other one, I'm pretty sure, in kickboxing. Like K one, but in that knockout one, like Easy, I think was actually winning. Yeah, already given rounds to Easy. I like how you shifted that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Okay. Do you guys watch One Champion? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure is it still free on YouTube? What? Yeah, some of the events. Yeah. 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 Well, do you watch it? No. It's like another like so UFC like, Bellator sort of thing. It's like it's like One Championship. So. That yeah. one, they've got like some spastic like uh, got Dimit- Dimit- they do they do some MMA and then they do some yeah. BJJ yeah. yeah some kickboxing the jiu-jitsu fights are cool to watch they had uh, Mikey Muzumeki yeah. yeah versus um Imanari yeah yeah sushi yeah. roll yeah. Imanari sushi roll <laughs> <laughs> yeah Brace Lightning is an Australian that fights for them yeah I think he fights like 
flyweight, bantamweight, and all that. The more top, like the, the stand-up fighting in that is insane. Yeah. Some of the fighters there are pretty impressive. They do like, yeah, they do MMA, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Yeah. Uh, BJJ. They do like, a, yeah. And I remember in the Demetrius Johnson fight, I'm pretty sure they did like two rounds of like kickboxing and yeah, one they, round of yeah. MMA. Yeah, yeah, they did like one round. It'd be like the first round was Muay Thai and then yeah. the next one was MMA. Yeah. And then the next one was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which like, I mean, and he was fighting, it was like, it was Demetrius Johnson who everyone should know is like an MMA goat. Yeah. Like one of the best to, to fight at flyweight. <clears throat> versing someone that is like a kickboxer and a Muay Thai or something like that. Mm. So yeah. the first round was always going to be in the Muay Thai favour, but the second round it was MMA. Yeah. Demetrius Johnson has a flying armbar. Like he, he yeah. just has, you know, his he, grappling is just insane. Is that the one where he does like a takedown into a flying armbar? Yeah, I feel no. like grab him and just grab the arm and just... That take was like mid-air, like armbar. Yeah. yeah, I've remember seeing that. That's yeah. That's a really skill. That's an insane skill. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, like he does a takedown, he transitions to the armbar straight Mid, Midway through. Yeah. Yeah. Like to have that that like awareness. Yeah. And to do that, not like it's one thing to do it like in training. Yeah. If you're yeah. like training with like a white belt and you're a black belt and you're yeah. just fucking like, around. Yeah. It's another like thing to do it, it against like level. another elite UFC fighter. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Insane. And to and to like as well mentally, you're going to take someone down and then just go. Fuck I'm it. just going to give up the position and go for the armbar. Yeah. yeah. This is where like, you should like cut, cut like a scene and like have it like in a porn or something like that of yeah. like the podcast and just yeah. like, oh, I need a Jamie. I need a Jamie. Mark. Yeah, you really do. You need someone to like one yeah. for us to look at it, two to like have it on the screen so then we could watch it all. Again. Like you could watch yeah. it and all the viewers could watch it as well. That's I actually cute. have a PayPal I haven't set up yet that I can use for the podcast so uh, if you guys are willing to support leave in the comments please I <laughs> 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 will not allow Matt to accept money from our viewers from our, but they have to support us so we can actually bring more quality content do you want Andrew Tate on this podcast or not? <coughs> fuck I want, I, want, I want to get the top G on the podcast yeah. <laughs> the, top, the top G uh, Joe Rogan yeah I'd love that Joe Rogan <laughs> that'd be, that'd be <laughs> like gold <laughs> like, how the fuck is this like this tiny Mujura podcast yeah. <laughs> making it all the way to the big smoke yeah uh, <laughs> we're gonna clip that audio in like five years yeah and then next uh, time play yeah. it over to like we'll be in Texas in his, yeah. in his studio <laughs> and didn't he sign like didn't he sign like a it's a hundred million dollar is it ten year deal or is it five year deal I don't know he's oh, Spotify yeah. deal yeah Spotify yeah, Spotify yeah that's, pretty, that's pretty crazy considering he's already done like 1600 episodes or something like that. I think he loves what he's doing. But and then, he, the and then like, they he, could, he could just be like, don't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I probably could. He's got money where he can just do that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but they'd still be paying him. He could yeah. just like show up and. There'd be something in his, like, in his clause that would have to be like, you have to do a certain amount of. I mean, he would still be bumping out the same amount of episodes per week, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But he's just, it's interesting for him, like, just to talk, like, hearing him talk about, like, all the experiences, him talking about fighting is pretty cool. Yeah. And like obviously him being a commentator is even cooler like yeah that's like sick I've always really appreciated the way he can like interview people I yeah think that's the big success when you talk about Joe Rogan is he super interesting kind of but there's probably more interesting or successful people yeah. out there is he super successful in like BJJ or MMA world not really but he's like you I mean, know, he's, still like, he's, he's, he's high level but he's not like 
world champion. Yeah. But it's his way that he goes about talking to people. Yeah. He can get people to talk for hours. And like he talks with like someone he doesn't know, just yeah. like sit down yeah. and he can interview them and make it sound super interesting to where you're glued. Yeah. to it and then the way that he can re- relate it back to his experiences yeah. and then use that to yeah. get more out of the person yeah. it's that's where the yeah. he also has access to like really interesting people in general as well oh yeah just yeah. Yeah. yeah like he has access to physicists like you yeah. can talk for hours with a physicist and he and it yeah. seems like he knows well, treatment similar to as you're saying sorry like he, he, he seems to know like a lot of just like a lot even he's talking to like a physicist or a doctor of whatever like he he seems to just know what yeah. like what to talk about and how to talk about it. Like he yeah. he's got great conversational skills. Like he talks to like Neil deGrasse Tyson about like the the space about space and like kind of shit. Like yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, his like, ability to be able to adapt his conversation. Yeah. And like who he's talking to. Like he's talking to Alex Jones, and then yeah. the next thing you know, he's talking to Lex Friedman. Yeah, and yeah. He's talking. Then he gets Elon Musk on, and he's yeah. way like Elon Musk is a man of. Absolutely no words and all very actions, dry. Yeah. yeah. And Joe can get him to be funny and, and smoke yeah. and, and <laughs> have a story. And yeah, it's good he's that's developed a, that that's skill. A he has yeah. developed that skill. Yeah. Like if you watch the early days of the podcast, it wasn't quite like that. He's it's definitely a, developed the skills. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure the early days of the podcast were like him and like two other people. I think it was like Red yeah. Yeah, is that the one with like the LED studio? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's like, yeah, yeah. like someone sitting up in the corner and like. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's definitely got a good talent for it for sure. And now, like, he's made it into like, I mean, he could just do, he could have just done that for the rest of his life. Yeah, really. No, yeah, that's pretty much what he's doing. Yeah, I don't think he even does UFC that as much anymore. No, he doesn't like he doesn't travel into in, overseas or anything mm. like that anymore. Um, he only he only does pay per views if they're in America. Yeah, which is like, it, it, I mean, we get Joe Rogan over here in Perth. Yeah, UFC. <laughs> Well, he, he, he probably won't come. That's that's the thing. You probably won't come to my. No, he will to get on the podcast. We're we'll yeah. in the podcast. We have to. Yeah. We have <laughs> to. Get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are the people I like. If I could, these are like the most grandiose plans. If I wanted people on my podcast, I love Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. Lex Friedman. I'd love to have on Jocko Willink. I'd like to have a chat with Jocko. Would be cool. I would yeah. like you know. I'd like to get like Alex Jones or. Like of course, I'd like to have Alex Jones on. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> yeah. Now those are hey, Alex, like, what's your favorite? Are you into conspiracies, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they would be. That would be like that would be the longest. Eddie Bravo, have Eddie Bravo on and yeah. Alex yeah. Jones. Oh, jo- Joey Diaz, Joey yeah. Diaz. We'll, we'll have to so. get like Matt set up. We'll have to get like a uh, like Matt set up at your house and have like a podcast studio, and then we could get like Jocko in, yeah, like, yeah. grapple. And then, <laughs> and then, then talk yeah. after. So, how does it feel that you just destroyed my neck? <laughs> <laughs> so Matt's going off to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you being twice his weight, how does it feel? Now, have you seen Jocko grapple? Apparently, it's horrific. It's like watching gorillas just battle each other. Well, he is a gorilla. He is the size of a gorilla. Yes. Yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's I'm, a big strong man. I'm scared of people like that. People who are skilled and weigh like people who are out there who exist who are like that. Yeah. Just look at like, monsters. Yeah. I don't think people realise, like, like, you know, even with road rage, people want to get out the car and, like, fight. Like, you get out the car and then the other person just gets out and pulls out a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you, you're, you're so fucked. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when you are the weapon, like, Jocko. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, like, people, like, out there just exist and people yeah. don't, like, think about that. Yeah. They think it's going to be, like, a Marvel movie and they're going to, like, Captain America, that shit. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people like, like the same thing like in Joe Rogan's podcast, he always mentioned people think they're so, like they think they're better at fighting than what they actually are. Yeah. Oh, always. Always. 24/7, I've like, 
notice that with jujitsu, like there's always people that come yeah, in. Yeah, even, like, even with away. me starting now, like again, like I thought I was super strong, so I'm pretty strong in the gym. Yeah. Um, but when then you get there, you go and you, when you get in there, you try and grapple, and you have like you're getting submitted by like tiny people, like Michael Musumeci. Yeah. yeah. Really skinny. Like, like there's the. Do you know the the kid that comes in? He's like a spider monkey, long hair, green belt. Oh, you're talking about Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's like I was grappling him tonight. He's talented. Like, he's he's been like one of the six. few people yeah. that like swept me tonight. Yeah. Probably I think only like two or three. Yeah. And yeah, that like like he could probably beat a lot of people. Yeah. And I wouldn't think it at all. He's only like fourteen or whatever. Yeah. 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 You don't realise. Yeah. He's very talented but also cocky. Yeah. I love to I love to crush him. It'd be cr- <laughs> it'd be crazy one day. Yeah. When he's like a fully grown adult. Yeah. When he's like 25. Yeah. It's like Jack's now, all of a sudden. The, s- the skill level is insane. <laughs> but yeah, no, people like that, yeah, it's really... You don't sh- realise. There used to be this um lady that used to come there and she's a brown belt. She was really skilled as well. She would sweep, submit, pass your guard with no issues. Um, Or they'd like... Who else is a pretty horrifying grappler? Oh, Tobias, is, he's a black belt there and he's like super technical. Because he's very light, like he's, you know, 70, 69 kilo, 70 kilo dude, very technical grappler. Um, yeah, you don't fuck around with people like that, because they're just smart with the way they fight you. Yeah, they just cut angles you never think of, so. Yeah, those are probably the the worst people, I think, like as a bigger yeah. guy in the gym, mm. those are the worst people who grapple. It's like the small ones, because they start climbing all over you like a spider monkey, you can't yeah. get them off. Yeah. You don't have the flexibility to be able to reach back and defend where they're reaching. Yeah. That's hard. Compared yeah. to just, like, pressure. Yeah. Like a big guy just on top of you. You kind of get used to that pretty fast, I think. Yeah. And you oh. learn how to defend against that pretty fast. I think th- there's levels to the pressure. Like, let's say, mm. for example, like, Joe and Mick. Like, mm. Mick M- Maloney and Joe Maloney. Like, their pressure game, like, if they wanted to really put pressure on, but you'd feel like you're being crushed by, like, yeah. bricks. Like... Yeah, there's definitely levels to it. Like the style of like mix, just weight and pressure is just unbearable at times. Yeah. What well, do you think, think about? I was gonna ask yeah. this because it kind of clicked the other day when I was like complaining about getting injured at jujitsu. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hold on, we're actually training how to kill people. Yeah. The, um, the old school version versus the new school version. So like mix old school version of like pressure passing. Yeah. Smashing people submitting them that way versus the new school way of like leg locks yeah Yeah. what do you think about like the difference in terms of being able to like defend yourself like if you went into a gym and learned only like leg locks and sweeps and like competition um, tournament style versus the old school way of because jiu jitsu obviously originates from like a Japanese jiu jitsu which is what the samurai were taught how to defend themselves without once they lose their sword that yeah, they were to wrestle. Yeah, yeah. you can't punch someone in a suit. Um, I think with I think with um jujitsu like the combat like of course it depends upon the body type but like um how you mean as like how would that pressure game go with somebody who's like a like, like no I'm talking about like the difference not just against each other but the difference in terms of like real world application. Mm. I yeah. think the pressure games the pressure games probably are really more realistic. Yeah. That's um, what that's what I was thinking too. I was like, it's more brutal to train, especially because there's less focus on mm-hmm. flashy drills. Yeah, and then like it works. It's efficient. It works. Like once you get the hang of it, like 
if Mick wanted to hold you down, he would hold you down. He won't be able to move. Or like that's that's legit jujitsu. Like that's the goal is control and like that's that's the style. Whereas like the leg lock submission, like that it is, works in tournaments and it does I work. Don't, I don't think it would work as well in real yeah, life. It'll be effective. Like I reckon it'll be super like to. Let's say for somebody who's no experience and you, you're that solo grappler, you're about to submit that person and basically defend yourself. Yeah. But if you're talking about controlling somebody and... Yeah. Just like, 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 especially, you know, if someone had like a knife or... Yeah. Something. Pressure game would be more ideal. But that'd be the tactic you'd have to take when somebody has a weapon on. Yeah. Um, but like, it depends upon the scenario. Like, yeah. Jiu-Jitsu is very complicated. Yeah. I remember seeing a video of like, I think, Matt Serra. Yeah. Who, oh yeah, he's holding the guy down. Yeah, like so yeah. some dude was like trying to fight him and he got into a bit of a scuffle and he literally just like got managed to like get on top of him. He just yeah. didn't mount. He's yeah. just holding him to mount just and old mate down. on the bottom was like, Yo, hit me out of and he's like I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna yeah. kill you. And Matt's Let me like, off. I'm not doing it. <laughs> get off that. of me so I can <laughs> kill you. <laughs> yeah. And like Matt Matt like, is no. like I'm not And he's you. so clueless as well, the guy on the yeah. bottom is Oh no. he was so clueless. No, yeah. like, he's, like, got his arms up like this. He's, yeah. like, trying to, like, hit him like this. Yeah. It's, like, oh, yeah. Right. And Matt Sarah's just, like, I've got control of this guy. Don't worry. I'm in control. Don't worry, everyone. It's yeah. okay. You're safe. Yeah. Da, da, da. He's, like, just ring the police. <laughs> yeah. And he stayed on top of him until yeah. the police came. And, like, this bloke on the bottom was, like, you know, screaming out, back, acting like a dickhead. Like, you yeah. know, and... It even happened on like on Fear Factor when Joe Rogan yeah. he like had a fight with some But it was like a more like he had a clench moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like you don't want to like fuck, I wouldn't want to fuck with Joe Rogan. I mean yeah. have you heard his kicks? Yeah. Have you heard how they sound when they hit the bag? Yeah. Well he also weighs like a hundred kilos or yeah. like ninety something kilos. He's a big boy. He's, he's a, a very, he's a he's thick he's a thick boy. T R T. Yeah. Did it tell you like a ten year old tried to mug me the other day? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was right. I was riding my push bike to go have dinner with Caitlin, and this ten-year-old was following me on my bike. And I was like, I was like, oh, do you need help, mate? Because he's like yelling out. Of course, I heard like, oh, give me your bike. So I'm like, I was like pretending I didn't know anything. Do you, do you need help, mate? And he like comes over. He's like, oh, give me your bike. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you run away like a no, little no. bitch. <laughs> and then he was like. It's like, what? Like, he's like, I'll bash you for it. And I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting there with this, like, this 10-year-old kid just trying to like barter with me over my bike. <laughs> he's telling me he's going to bash me. I'm like, I worked so much for my money, mate. I've just saved up and bought this bike. It's your own, mate. No, I want that bike. I'm like, well, you're on the bike now. Where'd you get that? It was me mate's bike. So I just sat here for like 10 fucking minutes. And all of a sudden, his mate just grabbed them and dro- um, started dragging them away. And he's like, oh, can I have your helmet? No, can I have a duck on your helmet? Oh, you know, I have my ducks in my helmet. Yeah. I gave him the duck and chucked it at him and it dropped on the ground. He's like, oh, I don't want it anymore. And he walked off. That was the weirdest encounter of my Did you pick up the duck again? Yeah, I did. Put it back in my helmet. <laughs> of course. That's yeah. <laughs> so weird. Do you know, throw it like a 10-year-old? <laughs> I was just waiting for him to swing at me. I'm like, I'm going to throw you in traffic, kid. <laughs> it was like on 15th. That's, exactly, you know, yeah, that, that's what I was just talking about. People don't realise, like, yeah. how deep shit they're in. Yeah. Like, with, like just walking yeah, up on the right. random person on the street. Yeah. Challenging them, them to a fight. Yeah. You see it in bars happen all the time. So you don't know what the other person's done. Yeah. Like, you don't know, like, like someone like you. Yeah. Just how fucked they would be. Yeah. Like, so nobody knows that there's, like, maybe, like, you're talking to, like, a UFC champion. Or, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just walk up to you. It's, like, some dude who's done, like, boxing for 15 years. Yeah. They don't know that. Next thing you know. Yeah. 
Then you fuck. Wake up in hospital. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'll just wake give up. Give me a mic. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a video that posted on like Facebook on like a page with this guy on like the Adelaide or Gold Coast or something like that. There's two blokes were harassing this one this one bloke. Yeah. And this bloke knew he I think he was like doing MMA or something like that. Is that the guy who like uh yeah. there's like three people trying to fight him and he like kicks, he kicks him kicks the dude in the head? Yeah, and then like he yeah. sort of stumbles back and they still come after him. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a pro fighter. Yeah. 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 And, and he was completely in complete control and you could see that the other three didn't know how to fight yeah. because the way they were they were like trying to swarm him and yeah. he's just like he's gone and attacked one and then come back and he's like ready again and then he's sort of like they come in and then yeah, they, yeah. It, it was you know a stupid fight but because he won and he's just like no don't do this that's it like you know yeah, if someone says don't try and fight me I know how to fight I mean you don't really want to test it but you sort of do like yeah I'll, like your ego goes like yeah sure I can take ya yeah <laughs> <laughs> bank yeah. <laughs> hospital yeah we all we all yeah I was actually yeah I remember seeing that video I was like damn and that was like an, it was, and that kick hit him for last too like yeah the yeah hit him in the head and he like stumbles on the ground stumbled. and he gets up he's still trying to like fight like, like, yeah. Yeah. he's like yeah oh, fuck imagine like something like a Joe Rogan kick like if somebody comes to fight and get fucking wall for that. Yeah. Like with a proper roundhouse. Like a bone. Yeah. Just like your ribs are broken, spleen's bleeding. Well, I was like, like I remember watching a video of him. He's like teaching Brian Callum, like the comedian. And George St. Pierre. Yeah. Oh, you mean like that podcast episode? It was like a podcast episode yeah. and like, Joe's like, yeah man, I'll show you. And he's like, in, Joe's in jeans and he's like smoked a bunch of weed and he's like doing these like perfect kicks and then like Brian Callum gets up and does them as well. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. Face this way, and he's like, like grabbing him and stuff yeah. like that, trying to do the right technique and things like that. But looking at the way he does it, I'm like, oh my god, it's like, you know, he just muscle memory. I've only yeah. ever hit one spinning heel kick. And that was yeah. the, not last time, but time before I went to MMA. I hit a, we're doing sparring, I yeah. a spinning heel kick yeah. to the body, and it landed flush. Yeah. And so on, yeah. Oh, beautiful! Must have felt so good. Yeah. After all these years, they're doing spinning kicks <laughs> and then they to no push you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he woke up. <laughs> no, I did. I hit one. I was so yeah. proud. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, this has been a good episode. It's been an hour and forty already. Shit. I went quick. Yeah. To go out here and go get food. It was an hour, and then all of a sudden we're talking about fighting in like forty minutes. Or yeah. <laughs> we've come yeah. out of like we've the hour mark when we feel yeah. like got through all the shit, yeah. and then we're just like talking about fighting. I, I, yeah, we need like a fighting episode. We do right? need a fight episode. I, I think we need to do one for that. Where we have in this. Yeah, I'll need to get cameras. I need to get more set up. More yeah. stuff. Yeah. Currently, with like my um, I oh, will talk about this afterwards. All right. Anyway, thank you for coming on Dash. Uh, thank you, Chris. No, this has mm. been episode twenty-two of Thought Anthology. Goodbye. Very good. Where are we going to eat?